Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Is Amon Ra St. Brown a locked-in wide receiver one now every single week? And is the big performance we saw from Rashad Bateman last week, is that going to be sustainable moving forward? We're going to talk about all that and more in our top 36 wide receiver rankings to get you ready for week three. Let's ride. Welcome back in. Let's go ahead and just get right into it. And we're going to start with our top 12 rankings. We got Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, Michael Pittman, Cortland Sutton, and Mike Williams. So let's just go ahead and get this thing out of the way. I want to hit on Amon Ross St. Brown. And Amon Ross St. Brown has been everything we thought he was going to be, right? I mean, everything that he was last year, he has continued it this year. He is averaging 29.9 fantasy points per game right now, which is fourth most, which seems wild to me. Somebody that averaging yeah. 30 fantasy points per game is only fourth. But it is only two games, so that, that is to be taken into consideration. He Right now, he has a 33.8% target share in this offense, which is fourth most among all wide receivers. 17 catches, 180 yards, and three touchdowns so far this year. But he's, he's just been fantastic. 20th in yards per route run as well. So Amon Ross St. Brown is not going anywhere. He is Jared Goff's favorite wide receiver. He is turning into a star right before our eyes. So absolutely love it for the sun god. So that being said, I just wanted to hit on him. Let's just go ahead and move over to our wide receiver twos. And so from there, we have T. Higgins, Jalen Waddle, Keenan Allen, Gabe Davis, Michael Thomas, Christian Kirk, Juju Smith-Schuster, Rashad Bateman, Brandon Cooks, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, and C.D. Lamb. Cody, why don't you hit us with some of that wide receiver two goodness? Yeah, man, I really like a lot of these wide receiver twos. There are a lot of guys I could talk about, but uh, I'm going to talk about Rashad Bateman, like you mentioned at the top, been living off of those explosive plays. But Lamar Jackson is delivering them, man. So I, I think we can, you know, not, not that you want to count on, you know, a, a 50, 60, 75 yard touchdown. But Lamar Jackson, like I said, has been playing well. Bateman's 193 air, air yards ranked 16th. He's 10th in average depth of target. He's fourth in yards after the catch, and he is first in yards per reception. Going up against the Patriots this week is a little shaky because we know how Bill Belichick, you know, game plans every week and and all that stuff. But like I said, Lamar's been playing really well. He actually ranks first in the league in adjusted net yards per pass attempt. He's third in passer rating behind Mahomes and Josh Allen, and he is second in completed air yards per pass attempt behind only Josh Allen. So like I said, you don't you don't want to bank on the these massive, you know, 75 yard touchdown plays. But with the way that Lamar is playing, the the Patriots defense I don't think is as big of a deal as it's been in, in years past. And then outside of Mark Andrews, you really don't have a lot going on. So I, I really like Bateman as a wide receiver two 
for your week three lineups? Yeah, for me, I, it's going to be a couple of guys. One, it feels like a little low-hanging fruit, but I'm doing it anyways, and that's Jalen Waddle. Uh, you know, heading into the season, you know, there was a lot of, um, you know, really people that were really moved Jalen Waddle down the rankings because they didn't think that he was going to be able to sustain what he was able to do last year with this offense. But it started to look more and more as we got closer to the season that this was going to be a consolidated target share in this offense between Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, and right now that's really what it's been. I mean, he's he right now he is ninth in target share with thirty one point two percent of the team targets, and so far, I mean, he's obviously coming off that monster performance this past week with him and Tyreek, but where he had forty point one fantasy points, but even the week before that he was still seventeen point seven, which is a very strong number to be putting up, anyways. So uh, he has really been he's been really good over these first two games of the season. This week they get the Bills. This is the highest total game on the slate and they also ranked their 10th in implied point total as well this week so i think there's a lot to like with Jalen waddle he's running a lot of routes he's seeing a lot of targets he's sixth in uh, he's sixth in yards per route run and fifth in fantasy points per game so far this season so and then the other guy i want to hit on is juju smith schuster this is a, a really good matchup for the chiefs this week going up against the colts on the road uh the colts really have just not looked very good so far this year they've dealt with some injuries i do think michael Pittman should be back this week but they're missing some pieces along their defense as well but uh juju smith schuster has been eating uh so far this year against zone coverage and we know the colts run a lot of zone coverage here and so if that's going to keep going, I think that Juju Smith-Schuster is going to get more involved back in this offense. Last week, it was much more of uh, the MBS and Nicole Hardman, and Juju just didn't get as many opportunities. But, you know, that that defense that they were facing in the Chargers is one of the best in the league. A lot of familiarity with this Chiefs offense and how they like to do things. So it didn't really surprise me that he wasn't as good uh, but I do think he bounces back in a big way this week. So those are the two guys that I want to hit on. Uh, let's wrap this thing up and let's talk about some of our wide receiver threes. We have Marquise Brown, Jerry Judy, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Drake London, DK Metcalf, Brandon Ayuk, Curtis Samuel, Devontae Smith, Adam Thielen, Elijah Moore, and Darnell Mooney. Just barely, so sad to see it. Just barely hanging on. Uh, just hanging on by a little thread. He's just hanging there. A little thread. He's like, no, come on, Justin, lift me up. You know, that's what he's doing right now. <laughs> and so, uh, but to Cody, I whenever I pulled up the show sheet and I saw who you had him, I was like, damn it, he got him first. Those, those I really was going to talk about Brandon Ayuk, but wax poetically about your two wide receiver threes you want to hit on. Kind of thought you might go there, but that's what happens when you take the, the sun god away from me. First, let's kick it off with Devonta Smith. You know, after giving us a donut in week one, Smitty rewarded the, the the patient fantasy managers who went back to him in week two, caught all seven of his targets for 80 yards. This Eagles offense is just on fire right now. Jalen Hurts looks like he's taking that step forward like a lot of people were hoping he would. And then the Eagles get a divisional matchup against Washington this week. And the commanders have given up the six most half PPR fantasy points per game to the position they rank 20th and pass DVOA. So I'm going back to him as a solid wide receiver three. And obviously if he can find the end zone, that's going to completely flip his week. And then the guy that you were just mentioning, Brandon Ayuk, listen, Kev, me and you, we, we both loved Trey Lance for his fantasy upside, but there's no doubt that at this point of their careers, that Jimmy G is the better passer, right? Last week, Ayuk saw eight targets and I think we see, him and Jimmy G pick up where they left off in the second half of last year. Debo's kind of going back into that wide back, whatever role they that they're calling it, even though that we heard 
during the during the offseason with all those contract disputes that that's not how he wanted to be used. Well, it's how he's being used again, you know, especially with the the questions and the issues that they they are having at running back at the time. So we we talked about this last week. Whenever you're setting your lineups and you know you're looking in your app and you see like the the red next to this matchup with Denver, then you see that they've given up the least fantasy points per game to position. Pump the brakes. They have played Seattle and Houston so far. So while the, the the secondary for San Fran definitely isn't bad, I definitely don't think that they are least fantasy points per game in the league good either. So I think Ayuk is going to be a solid flex wide receiver three play for your lineups. Totally agree. Couldn't could not agree more. Really love Brandon Ayuk this week. So uh, you got me. You got me. You got you got to him before I could. So let me talk about a couple of my guys, and that is Allen Robinson. Love to see it. He bounced back last week. Fifteen point three fantasy points last week. Five targets, four receptions for fifty three yards, and they get a great matchup this week against Arizona. Uh, this Arizona team has uh, their defense has not looked good over the first two games of the season. They somehow pulled one out of their ass by by coming back and beating the Raiders. But that's just Josh McDaniels for you. However, Allen Robinson, while he only has a 9.2% target share, some of that's because of what happened in the first game. Uh, but he's still a, a 18th in routes run and 27th in route participation so far through the year. And it was good to see him get more involved in this offense. It's kind of something we talked about last week that I felt like he was going to bounce back. You know, the, kind of the greasy wheel narrative, you know, that Sean McVay had talked about after the game. That they got to get Allen Robinson more involved in this offense, and which they did. Now, don't get me wrong. Five targets isn't anything fantastic, but um, I, I do think you know, you're going to continue to see him be utilized more and more in this offense uh, moving forward. So, and, and again, a matchup against the Cardinals is definitely something that we want to be uh, plugging these guys in for. So, uh, Allen Robinson is somebody that I'm definitely on board with as a strong wide receiver three. I think he has wide receiver two upside here. And then the other, other one is Drake London. He's been really good so far to start his rookie season. Uh, week one, he, he put up 12.4 fantasy points. And last week, he broke out in a big way with eight catches, 86 yards, and a touchdown on 12 targets uh, for 24.6 fantasy points. I think he is clearly the number one option here for Marcus Mariota. It has directly, you know come to hurt someone like Kyle Pitts who has not you know really taken off yet so far to start this year but um right now I mean Drake London this is a team that they're going to be trailing they're going to be playing from behind but Drake London right now is averaging 18.5 fantasy points per game so far to start a season he's also eighth in yards per out run we already knew that Drake London was a very good wide receiver we, we knew it coming into the year he was one, most people's you know for he was for a lot of people their their number one wide receiver in this class but you know Despite everything else, I think Drake London does, for, from this point forward, I think he is a locked-in wide receiver three unless something changes here in this offense because there's just nobody else there that's going to pull targets away from him outside of Kyle Pitts. It's really kind of them too. So Drake London, if you drafted him late, looks like you, you might have hit the jackpot here with Drake London because he is the real deal. He is that dude. So absolutely love Drake London. So let's wrap this thing up here really quickly. Cody, why don't you give me uh, you know wide receiver four flex option that people can look at this week? Yeah, let's uh, let's let's go go on down the ranks here, and let's pull up Greg Dortch. Looked good in Week One, looked better in Week Two, and last week Rondell Moore logged two more DNPs. So, I think Dortch's role will be safe for at least another week. I can't imagine that you know even if Rondell Moore starts to practice this week, that they just throw him back into the fire, especially with how well Dortch has been playing. He's posted weeks of wide receiver 34 and 25 and half PPR scoring. And now the Rams are coming to town. 
Cards are going to be looking at a negative game script here. So I definitely think that there are worse options out there if you need like a, a desperation flex level play. I, I like what I've seen out of Greg Dorch, even going back to the preseason. Yeah, he's been a guy we've talked about on the DFS show the past two weeks that people should be jamming in because he was super cheap over there on draft. Yep. It was less than $3,500 in both. So I absolutely love that call. Uh, the guy I'm going to talk about really quickly is Garrett Wilson. And He's a stud. I mean, uh, he is a alpha wide receiver. He was a top 10 draft pick this year. Eight catches, 102 yards, and two touchdowns last week. He has 22 targets over his first two games of the season. He only played 61% of the snaps last week. He ran around on 75% of the dropbacks, which is right in uh, line with the other uh, two wide receivers that are there. And his 32% target share, I don't necessarily think is, is sustainable. But he's going to be a big part of this offense moving forward. I mean, they, you don't spend a top 10 draft pick on a guy to not just not use him. So, you know, this is a team that their their defense, again, is terrible. They're going to be playing from behind. They're going to have to always be throwing the ball. This is a decent matchup against Cincinnati. We'll see if Cincinnati can get back on track because they are 0-2. And uh, just really their offense has looked absolutely lost right now so far to start this season. So Garrett Wilson, I think he's the number one waiver ad this week if, if you added him. And I think you can go ahead and just – Plug them right into your uh, lineup if you want to as a flex option this week. Uh, that being said, I appreciate everybody checking out the video. Be sure to tune in tonight uh, where we go live every single Wednesday. We answer every single question in the chat. I think last week we went for almost three hours. So, you know, that's what we're here for. We're trying to help you guys out, get you guys ready. If you started 0-2, come in. We'll look at your team. We'll see what we can do. Maybe, maybe we can uh, make some improvements, you know, do some star set stuff. So be sure to check in with us for that. But like I said, hit that like and subscribe button for future content. We will see you on the next one. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.